Our scripture reading for today comes from Mark 14:32. They went up to the place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with them, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to point of death. He said to them, Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. This spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They didn't know what to say to him. Returning to the third time, he said to them, are you sleeping and resting? Enough, the hour has come. Look, the son of man is betrayed into the hands of the sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Will you read this responsive prayer with me? Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. We are blessed because you are a forgiving God and an understanding God. You have done so much for us and you keep on blessing us. Forgive us this day for everything we have done, said, or thought that was not pleasing to you. I ask now for your forgiveness. Please keep us safe from all danger and harm. Help us to start this day with a new attitude and plenty of gratitude. Let us make the best of each and every day to clear our minds so that we can, so that we can hear from you. Please broaden our minds so that we can accept all things. Let us not whine and whimper over things we have no control over and give the best response when we are pushed beyond our limits. Continue to use us to do your will. Continue to bless us that we may be a blessing to others. Keep us strong that we may help the weak. Keep us uplifted that we may have words of encouragement for others. We pray for those that are lost and can't find their way. We pray for those that are misjudged and misunderstood. We pray for those who do not know you intimately. We pray for those that don't believe. But we thank you that we believe that God changes people and God changes things. We pray for peace, love, and joy. We, we pray that every person knows there is no problem, circumstance, or situation greater than God. Every battle is in your hands to you, for you to fight. We pray that these words be received to the hearts of every person that sees it. God, we love you and we need you to come into our hearts. Amen. This one should keep us all thinking. This is a true story of something that happened just a few years ago at USC. There was a professor of philosophy there who was deep, a deeply committed atheist. His primary goal for one required class was to spend the entire semester to prove that God couldn't exist. His students were always afraid to argue with him because of his impeccable logic. Sure, some had argued in class at times, but no one had ever really gone against, his, against him because of his reputation. At the end of every semester on the last day, he would say to his class of 300 students, if there is anyone here who still believes in Jesus, stand up. In 20 years, no one had ever stood up. They knew what he was going to do next. He would say, 
because anyone who believes in God is a fool. If God existed, he could stop this piece of chalk from hitting the ground and breaking. Such a simple task to prove that he is God, and yet he can't do it. And every year, he would drop the chalk onto the floor of the classroom. And it would shatter into a hundred pieces. All the students would do nothing but stop and stare. Most of the students thought that God couldn't exist. Certainly, a number of Christians had slipped through, but for 20 years, they had been too afraid to stand up. Well, a few years ago, there was a freshman who happened to enroll. He was a Christian and had, had heard the stories about his professor. He was required to take the class for his major, and he was afraid. But for three months that semester, he prayed every morning that he would have the courage to stand up no matter what the professor said or what the class thought. Nothing they said could ever shatter his faith, he hoped. Finally, the day came. The professor said, if there is anyone here who is still believes in God, stand up. The professor and the class of 300 people looked at him, shocked as he stood up at the back of the classroom. The professor shouted, you fool. If God existed, he would keep this piece of chalk from breaking when it hit the ground. He proceeded to drop the chalk. But as he did, it slipped out of his fingers, off his shirt cuff, onto the pleat of his pants, down his leg, and off his shoe. As it hit the ground, it simply rolled away unbroken. The professor's jaw dropped as he stared at the chalk. He looked up at the young man and then ran out of the lecture hall. The young man who had stood proceeded to walk to the front of the room and shared his faith in Jesus for the next half hour. 300 students stayed and listened as he told of God's love for them and his power through Jesus. Does the person you work with every day or go to school with even know you are a Christian? When is the last time you stood up? Stand with me and sing. Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me. And I will open up my heart and let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth, and I will daily lift my hands. And I will always sing of when your love came down. I can sing of your love forever. 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 Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me. And I will open up my heart and let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth, and I will daily lift my hand. 
Love will always sing when your love came down. I could sing of your love forever. 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 Lord, I feel like dancing. It's foolishness, I know. When the world has seen light, they will dance with joy like we're dancing now. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love. Forever, I can sing of your love forever. I can sing of your love forever. Had any luck? Are you kidding? These fish are asleep. What makes you say that? One just floated by on a pillow. Well, be patient. You'll catch one. Look, the only way I'm going to catch one is is if I sneak the hook in its mouth while he's yawning. So how long have you been here? A good five minutes, at the least. Even six. It's not very long for a real fisherman. Yeah, well, I'm ready to go home, pack and go home. You know what they say, don't you? What? All good things come to those who wait. Yeah, well, how long does it take for a fish to bite a hook? A second? Two seconds? I've been waiting 300 seconds and no, no one's bit anything yet. Maybe it's your bait. Bait? Yeah, you are using bait, right? That depends. Depends on what? On what you mean by bait. You know, worms? Yeah, I tried worms, but they kept wanting to come up for air. What about cheese? Have you tried cheese? Fish like nachos? Look, if you're not using any bait, then what are you using to lure the fish? I'm just sitting here saying, here, fishy, fishy. Well, no wonder they're not biting. Why? Should, why? Should I have called them by their first names? Look, maybe you're just not cut out to be a fisherman. Well, I never have been patient for... for I have never been known for my patience. I'm so impatient, I take cuts at the dentist's office. Wow, that's pretty impatient, all right. Yeah, well, I waited here long enough. I'm going home. You can stay here if you want, but you're, but if you ask me, you're wasting your time. Mm, I wonder what tuna helper is going to taste like without the tuna. Hey, I think I got a bite. Yep, yep, I definitely have a bite. It's probably just a sleeping, sleepwalking salmon that got tangled up in your line. No, that's, that's, I really have a bite. Oh, it's, it's a big one. Here, help me pull it in. Put it in. That's a real beauty. Hey, that's a beauty. You see, 
Good things come to those people who are patient. Yeah, look at the size of that thing. Man, he really put him in a fight. Well, wouldn't you be grouchy too if you woke up from a nap and you found someone flossing your, flossing your teeth with a metal hook? You know, I think this is the biggest fish I've ever caught. What? I want to know where, where was he whenever I was fishing? You just gave up too soon. The question isn't, where was he when you were fishing? The question is, where were you when he was biting? Sorry to have been rude last time I spoke. I should have introduced myself. I'm Michael Nelson. I've been in the youth group for uh, about four years now. Just wanted to make that clear. Uh, uh, recognition. Today, uh, I wanted, uh, we wanted to recognize 11 angels in our church, uh, three mowing teams, the people who mow the yards out there, Bill Denton, Bob Crafton, John Cornelius, Frank Knight, Chris Hopgood, Phil Wagner, Sammy Williams, Todd Grass, Fred Nichols, Billy Hudson, and Larry White. Um, thanks a lot. Uh, I personally wanted to recognize somebody at this moment. Um, Julie, a youth minister who helped get everything together and uh, pushed me to do this and uh, uh, always there for all of us, always there for anything 24-7, don't matter what it is, she's there. And uh, she's a perfect angel in the church, I think, so let's give her a round of applause. Um, also, there is a uh, paper in uh, the uh, program today for uh, inviting you to the um, awards celebration at South Middle School on Monday for Upward. Uh, it's uh, featuring the magic of David Gerard. I guess that's how you pronounce that. Um, it's at 6 p.m. Um, it says at the bottom here, pray that the guest speaker delivers the gospel message clearly. Pray that all technical aspects of the Upwards Award celebration run smoothly. Pray that all players, cheerleaders, parents, and friends will be open to the gospel. Pray for those in charge of the program. Pray for those who need to receive Christ. Thank you. Heather Marie, uh, her music didn't come in. She's going to uh, share that with us here in a couple weeks in December. So that's... Um, Let's cancel. Jeremiah 17, 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. God, hmm, do I believe in such an idea? Well, I've always said I did. Jesus, son of God, yeah, I believe he is who he said he was. He really died for me. 
To believe that is almost more than I can handle. How can I spend my life lo loving someone who died for me? He died for me so I could be set free and closer to God. Wow, that's amazing. How can my life be changed? How can my life not be changed? Julie always says, everything depends on a relationship with God. I understand, I think. In a relationship, shouldn't you know that person? Communicate with them? Spend time with them? Well, I guess I know God. I come to church most Sundays. Julie says our relationship with God should be a vital part of our lives, like food and water. If I met Jesus today, whenever I entered the kingdom of God, and he asked me if I knew him, could I really say yes? Do I have a close relationship with God? Do I tell him I love him every day? Do I share his love with others daily? What am I going to do? I really do love him. Oh. When Julie and I discussed me speaking today, I wasn't sure what I would say. There's a lot I admire about these youth and the values that Julie instills in them. Then last week, Dr. Hobbs spoke about one of the cornerstones of our church that he admires most, and that's our acceptance of everyone and realizing that everyone has value. I thought of our young people and what a good example they are of this. They are accepting of everyone. Being a teen can be difficult. It can be cliquish. Sometimes you're accepted by the group and sometimes you're not. But that is so not our youth group. Even though they are different in ages, they have different backgrounds, different likes and dislikes, they all get along everyone is welcome and everyone has value. When Kyle became old enough to join the youth, at first he was reluctant about joining in, but Julie and the youth kept inviting him and made sure that, they knew, that he knew that he was welcome. He finally started joining in and Kiwi quickly became his nickname when one time they were naming foods that started with the first letter of their name, and the only thing Kyle could think of was kiwi. So it stuck, and it's been kiwi ever since. <laughs> Our youth embrace each other's differences. They have fun, they enjoy having fun, they enjoy working together, and they always get along no matter what. I am thankful for Julie, our youth group, and this church body for demonstrating the love for everyone. It just emanates in this building, and I thank you guys very much. Pray with me. Lord, this week is a week of thanksgiving, and we thank you for, every, for all the many blessings that you have given us. We are so thankful for you and your unconditional love. Bless these people in the church. Bless these tithes and offerings. This is in your name I pray. Amen.
a king of endless worth and no one could express how much you deserve though I'm weak and poor all I have is yours every single I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself It's not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship When it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it When it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is now what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to heart of worship when it's all about you it's all about you Jesus I'm sorry Lord for the thing I've made when it's all about you yes it's all about you Jesus hey I am the I'm going to be giving a message you don't already know that. Uh, I introduced myself earlier, I believe, but I am Michael Nelson. I've uh, been a member here, I think, for about three to four years. Um, I'm from Henderson. Um, I love Community Baptist with all my heart, and I've, uh, I've been through a lot of stuff here, a lot of life changes. And this message is going to be part testimony, part message. So, um, a lot of you may know the past few years uh, have not been all that great to me. Uh, I've had a lot of health issues. Um, right now, the current issue is a wound on my back. It's open and it won't heal. Um, I travel a long distance to get that checked up on about every week. Uh, and it, it gets hard, and right now I'm actually most likely facing another surgery. Um, the, this has been going on for about three to four years. I've been on all that kind of, you know, pain medication, things like that. And, you know, being out of school for so long leads into other things like uh, having to take 
antidepressants, you know, getting stripped from social life and everything, it really affects you. And, um, it, you know, it, it, it's gotten, it had me so depressed, so, so depressed. Uh, the problem, the, what's been going on for the past three years is the, um, that one minute it heals with a wound back or something like that, the next minute it, or the next week it opens back up from bacteria or something like that. Um, and uh, I've been dealing with that for, like I said, for like three years. It, it gets old, I get used to it. But uh, then again, it, it really gets a person down. And I'm sure that all of us have been in a situation like that where we've been so low that it's it's almost impossible to even think of of praying about it or think of a way out of it or anything like that um i've been there and i'm still looking for that answer of what do you do in that situation and um Through that time, I always uh, question: Is he is he here? I mean, is he? I mean, is this the work of him or the devil? Because I mean, I didn't know if the devil had a you know had a hold of me and was just doing this for his enjoyment, or if God was really trying to send a message to me. Um, I. Uh, I would I would often pray um, I think at the wrong times I mean you could there's never a wrong time to pray I'm just saying I never prayed when I was really depressed and because it was just so impossible for me I did I just didn't think in my head I just kind of thought you know he's not here it it wouldn't help all it is is words in my head it's just it's it won't help at all 100 percent nothing's going to change. Um, just uh, last week, that happened to me again. I was at Vanderbilt in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I was in the, um, was on the table, on an operating table, not getting operated on, just a checkup. Um, and he told me, he said, your wound is undermining. You will probably have to have another surgery since it's not just magically going to heal. Um, and, you know, I thought up in my head, I was I was just complaining over and over. It's just, oh, wow, this is just dumb. I, I mean, what has my life come to? I'm 18 years old, got, you know, should have be living life, you know, and having a good time, stuff like that. Um, I took a walk. I always take a walk before I get in the car uh, as I leave from Vanderbilt. And I took a walk around campus, and uh, I went around the children's hospital, and um, there was a circle of these kids on IVs uh, outside of the McDonald's there. And um, they all had masks on, they, they had IVs, they had pajamas, and they were very pale. Um, I had got word from a friend of mine that works there that they all had swine flu. And that they actually had a friend, that they had been in there so long that they had friends in, the ho in other parts of the children's hospital. And um, they had a friend that was dying at that time up in the hospital, up in higher floor of the hospital. He was, he was, they expected him to go by that night. And uh, it, 
it, it really struck me. I mean, I was complaining so much, and yet they were having a good time at you know McDonald's there at Vanderbilt with their masks on, having to lift it up to eat because they didn't want to spread it on the table or anything. And other nurses and stuff were with them, and their nurses were wearing gloves and masks and hairnets, everything. And people were, you know, avoiding them. I mean, they were walking around the table. It was very noticeable. Um, it, it being there, uh, just strolling around there, I'm sure some of you have been there to the hospital. Uh, you see a lot of stuff. Um, there was a, uh, a guy just a while back that had a, um, basically got his legs cut off and only had from, you know, here up. And yet I still complained that day because I got bad news about a wound. Um, I, uh, that guy wanted to commit suicide uh, the next day. They medicated him and he, he ended up not doing it. He actually uh, came back to Vanderbilt and wanted to get a job and he ended up getting a job. Uh, as an information secretary, desk helper, or whatever. Um, I've seen a lot of miracles there, and, and, and yet it's still hard whenever I get bad info to not just sit there and just complain in my head and just say how bad I have it, just because, you know, maybe I don't have the best life. But, I mean, here recently, and just here recently, I hadn't, it hadn't come to me until just now. Um, I mean, I realized that it's, it's not, I have it really good, really, really good. And I mean, I, I talked, I said all this stuff to my grandma yesterday and she, uh, she's got arthritis and you know, she's got all that stuff. Um, and she, you know, she, it made her realize that, yeah, she does walk around complaining all the time. Uh, it's, she walks around all day, complains, and, and we feel for her. I mean, it's not like we get irritable about it or nothing. Uh, you know, she has the right to complain. She's in pain all the time, stuff like that. But whenever I talk to her about the stories from Vanderbilt, and I'm sure even worse stories from hospitals around the world or other places, it, I mean, most people in Henderson, not all, but a lot of people don't have it half as bad as some of the stories that are out there, some of the people that are out there. I, I, I told her yesterday, I said, I'm, not, I'm really going to work on trying not to jump to um, complaining up in my head all the time. You know, I usually don't complain out loud, but I really just get low on everything and complain and complain and complain. Um, with um, the, um, with that said, I mean, I hope, just one thing I do want to say is that I hope that everybody is able to be thankful for, you know, their health and the things that um, they do have. Like me, I, I complain and I can breathe, I can walk, I can move my arms, I can move my fingers. I don't have any arthritis, I'm not a diabetic, I don't have any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I can eat whatever I want. I mean, I'm, I'm healthy. Uh, and yet, you know, sometimes in the back of my mind I think, no, I'm not. But 
really, God has given me a lot, a lot more. He, I, I believe that this is just a test. And I'm sure that, uh, that for a lot of other people that go through similar situations, it's a test or maybe a gift, a gift to show you something. Like if it wasn't for this situation that I've been in for three years, I would still want to be a meteorologist and not a, me a paramedic. It's changed a lot for me. It's changed me. Uh, when I came to this church, I didn't have that problem until two years later, a year later. Um, so as I got it, it really changed me. I took a lot of things for granted. It matured me a lot. Um, I mean, a lot of people around me uh, started thinking about their own, you know, situations like that and started thanking God for the things that they do have and not the things that they don't have. Um, anyways, <laughs> through uh, all the depression and everything, there was one moment through all this that I did give up on God. I just gave up. I didn't come to church. It was actually exactly one year ago, uh, November. I just gave up. I didn't come to church. Uh, um, I didn't read the Bible. I didn't pray. I just, it was almost like I just kind of went out of it. I didn't even, I didn't even think. And when I did think of it, I just thought, oh, well, that was just a thing. Um, I had a really bad reconstructive surgery done in November, and I think that's what kind of sparked it. But still, whenever I started healing up, I had lost a lot of friends because I just hadn't contacted them because it's really hard to contact somebody in that situation and be with them, be around them. Um, I, uh, I mean, I just, I came, this church actually made me come back. I came here once. To the youth group. I didn't come to the service or anything, but I came to youth group, and uh, of course Julie, and Julie was you know talking about being a, a you know a best friend of Jesus's. He's your best friend. Be his best friend. Talk to him. Talk to him as if he's 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 right here right now. You know, if you see something that's funny, if you see something that's amazing, if you hear something that sounds great, you know. Say a comment to Jesus about it. I mean, he's, you know, your best friend. He really is. He's there all the time. And it's, it's not an imaginary best friend. It's an actual friend. It's, it's there. And he will answer you back in time. I mean, he, like with me, even right now, I'm still waiting for an answer on a lot of things. I'm sure everybody else is too. But, you know, it, it will come in time. I, I know it will. I, I pray about it every day, and I, I really know that a lot of people here struggle with a lot of things, and I know that that it will be answered in time. Um, I just want everybody, just basically, you know, my message is to, you know, be thankful for what you have. I mean, I know you hear that all the time, and uh, you'll hear it again, especially around Thanksgiving. You'll see it everywhere, but just actually think about what being thankful is, and yeah, we take everything for granted, and it wears off. Well, with me, it does. It wears off, you know, and I'll kind of not do it anymore. I have to work on that, and I hope people that struggle with that work on that, too. 
I mean, because it really is important. And uh, it, it was a blessing uh, to have been appointed the position of doing this sermon because it was a refresher for me. I wasn't, I wasn't counting my blessings. Like I said, I was complaining, complaining and complaining. I was, I was praying to God about the, the negative things, not about the positive things. And um, just please be thankful for everything. Thank you. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true, and it's my joy to honor you in all I do. In all I do, I honor you. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for this day and these people that came to your house. And uh, I pray for today. I pray you forgive us for our sins. In your name I pray. Amen.